Hello, and welcome to the Shipwreck Archive. Thank you. Would you happen to have the Burning Hera? Here we are. Enjoy! The Hera continued to be tossed on the waves, the November storm buffeting her as though she did not have enough problems already. Her sails were blown out, and she had been on fire for the last 24 hours. It did not seem as though things could get much worse than that. Still, at least Tofino Harbor in British Columbia was in sight. Captain Warren, his daughter, Mr. Shirk, who owned a share in the vessel, and two crewmen boarded the only lifeboat the ship had and headed ashore to get help, leaving the rest of the men on the ship to manage the best that they could with the ever-expanding flames. The Hera had had a long life by the time that she had found herself on fire in Tofino Harbor in 1899. Built in 1869 in Boston, the three-masted schooner had primarily acted to connect San Francisco with the rest of the world. Now, the 30-year-old ship was on a new venture, sailing from Seattle to Honolulu with an impressively varied load. Her 700 tons of cargo included grand pianos, beer, lime, and a deck load of broken-down building. Whether this building was a schoolhouse or a church, accounts differ. Either way, it was the cargo that was to end her career on the ocean. The weather had been stormy from the start of their voyage, and they had sheltered in Callum Bay for a week before trying to continue her voyage. This proved to be a fatal mistake. The storms were not over yet, and the southeaster gale slammed into the aging ship with all of its fury. Worried that they would be driven into the shore of Vancouver Island, Captain Warren wore the ship out to sea, but the force of the waves pounding against the hull began to damage the seams of the ship. Lime, also known as quicklime or calcium oxide, is commonly used in building materials, namely for mortar and plaster, as it will bond and set with stone and brick. Its production and usage has been dated back as far as Mesopotamia. In modern days, if one were to ship it by air, the U.S. Department of Transportation classifies it as a hazardous material with a maximum load of 100 kilograms for cargo aircraft. This is because it reacts thermally with any water it comes into contact with, even moisture in the air. In small quantities, the reaction can cause irritation and burns to unprotected skin. In large quantities, the reaction can result in enough heat to ignite other materials. By 1899, the dangers of carrying lime were well known, and they had loaded the barrels of lime high in the hold above the other cargo in the hopes of keeping it dry. With the water starting to flood into the ship and the pumps unable to keep up, all of their efforts were to prove meaningless. As the salt water seeped into the hold and caused the barrels to expand, the lime started to smolder. Knowing that adding more water would only worsen the problem and solve nothing, instead, the crew did everything in their power to smother the fire with a lack of oxygen. The frenzied crew began caulking open deck seams and sealing hatches and vents everything in their power to slow the burn on the wooden ship. In the meantime, they also had to keep at the pumps as the ship was constantly in danger of sinking and taking them with her. It seemed as though water and fire were in a race over who could destroy them first. Knowing that they would not be able to last long, Warren ran the ship before the wind and towards land. 
When the Hera dropped anchor within sight of Tofino Harbor, it was clear to those ashore that she was in distress, but they could not understand the nature of her trouble. To make it even more clear that they were in distress, they ran a red tablecloth up her mast. Everyone on shore was certain that she had run aground and the harbor's lifeboat came out to aid her. Hera's lifeboat and the harbor's rescue boat passed one another, and some hurried shouting communicated the true situation to the men of Tofino. There was some concern on the shore for the local men as they drew near the stricken ship. They were all local volunteers, and the rescue was a dangerous thing even when the waters were calmer than they were that evening. Now, people could also begin to see the billowing smoke that was coming from every seam of the Hera, and the glow that had started to come from her spoke of the true trouble she was in. Worse yet, the men who had remained on board of her were also aware of the danger that they were in, and they rushed to the side of the ship, all scrambling to remove themselves from the burning ship, even if they had to throw themselves from the deck of the Hera into the small boat below them. Luckily, the rescue boat noticed their intention and moved a little away. It would have only taken one desperate man jumping from the deck to swamp the rescue boat and not only ruin the chance of rescue for all, but also to endanger the lives of the rescuers. The men who had come to rescue the sailors of the Hera now stood in their boat waving axes, declaring that the first man who jumped would find himself killed by an axe. Thus, the crew was forced into patience so that they were able to organize an orderly evacuation of the burning ship. The sailors of the Hera can be excused for their desperation, though. By the time that they had left the burning ship, she was glowing hot. The five crewmen who had remained on the ship after the captain had left, as well as the men who had come to their rescue, stepped onto the beach of the harbor with deep relief. With no one left on board to try to fight the fire any longer, the Hera continued her final voyage, the fire on her raging. Carried by the wind and the oncoming tide, she drifted towards the shore until she hit a sandbank and burned through the night, lighting up the entire harbor with raging flames. She burned to the waterline, with only her masts still standing as a marker of where she lay. Captain Warren faced steep criticism for his actions in the court of public opinion, though he had done nothing criminal or negligent. The act of a captain abandoning his ship with crew still on her was considered a deep betrayal of his duty as a captain by the general public, especially those who lived on or near the sea. It was an age-old tradition that the captain should be the last man to leave a ship in distress. Instead. Captain Warren had ensured that he was the first. For every unkind word that Captain Warren faced, however, the men who had risked their lives to save the crew of the Hera met with praise. Each of the men who had ventured out on the lifeboat were awarded with medals, both from the Royal Humane Society and from the U.S. State Department. Some of the men who were brave enough to step forward to save strangers on a burning ship went on to do other great things. One of these medals belonged to a man who would later be knighted and serve as High Sheriff of Buckinghamshire. His medals went with him to England. In the past few years, his medal from the American government appeared in the hands of a UK coin dealer and was returned back 
to Tofino. Another of the men who played a role in the rescue of the sailors of the Hera went on to become British Columbia's first Liberal Party premier in 1916. Tofino Harbor has been a popular place with crab fishermen, and in 1974, a fisherman noticed that his traps were fouling on something and notified a local diver, who went down to take a look. What he found was the Hera, her cargo still strewn on the bottom of the ocean. Most of her hull had been buried in the sand, preserving her very well, and surprisingly, considering her fiery death, much of her cargo has proven to still be intact. The shifting sands of the harbor had finally allowed her to be seen again, and she had immediately returned to cause new troubles for the people of Tofino. Now, however, they celebrate her. Her good condition has led to preservation efforts. She was declared British Columbia's first protected underwater heritage site. Since then, they've had to mark the site very clearly, though. Crab fishermen continued to lose their traps on her, causing concerns that it would damage the wreck. It seems as though the Hera is not inclined to allow people to forget about her, even a hundred years after she burned, for everyone to see in Tofino Harbor. A beacon to tell everyone her history and how goods were transported in the late 1800s across the Pacific Ocean. If you would like to know more about this story, please see Tofino and Clayoquot Sound, A History, by Margaret Horsfield and Ian Kennedy, as well as our other sources below. Thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting the Shipwreck Archives. See you soon.